Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Grip6. Grip6 makes the best. They make the best socks. Um, and you're supporting America. You see a theme here on uh, the new clients on my program and the clients that we have. I am luckily in a position because of you that we don't need to take just anybody on this program. Uh, and so we vet people who I'm going to do commercials for. And I'm looking for people who want to change America. They want to put America back to work. So when you buy socks from Grip6 or their wallets or their belts, this is 100% made in America, assembled in America. None of those tricks. And American ranchers who raise the specially bred sheep that produce the modern wool, the American manufacturers who wash that wool, process it, weave it into socks to keep your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer, all of these people are Americans. So you want great, great socks? Put your trust in hard-earned money in a company that does it right, right here in America. It's grip6.com slash Beck. That's grip6.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So President Biden was on the road in Florida yesterday, and he said some pretty strange things. But so have a lot of people in the last 24 hours. It's almost like an old TV show, I remember. We'll get into that here in just a second. Also, some disturbing news, more from the FBI and... They found the missing ABC reporter. When I say they, it was the London papers that found him. We couldn't be we couldn't be bothered here in America. ABC was just too busy. We'll tell you about that coming up in 60 seconds. Jennifer wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She said, I just want the world to know that after experiencing migraines every single day for years, waking up with them in the morning and going to sleep with them at night, Relief Factor changed my life. It did what my doctors couldn't do. I've been taking it for over a year now and no more migraines. Thank you, Relief Factor. Jennifer, I used to have migraines really, really bad 20, 25 years ago. Man, and they just don't let up. May I suggest Relief Factor for whatever it is that you are struggling with. It keeps you not foggy, keeps you from not sounding like, oh, I don't know, Fetterman or Joe Biden, or just about really anybody at the top of the list here at the Democratic Party. It keeps your mind clear. 
It is a safe and effective natural remedy. I want you to go to relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief Factor. 800, the number four, Relief Factor or relieffactor.com. Make sure you try this before you give up. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Places, places, everyone. Dead plane, dead plane. Places, here we go. We've got a guest today. We have a guest today who thinks he's president of the United States. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's just getting off the plane now. What's that he says? His son died in Iraq? Yesterday, it was the weirdest thing. I swear to you, we're in Fantasy Island. We're on Fantasy Island. These people don't know what they're talking about. Yesterday, he was um, stumping, the president stumping for Charlie Crist. And again, he said, and I quote, Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of the war in Iraq. Excuse me, the war in Ukraine. I'm thinking of Iraq because it's where my son died. Your son died in Bethesda. That's in Maryland. Your son didn't die in Iraq. Your son died of cancer in Bethesda. I mean, that is the craziest thing. He really, I think, believes this. What the hell is going on with this? This is the second time he's done this over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, the last couple of weeks. He's done this maybe 15 times. You didn't notice that? He what says it wrong? all the what time. What is going on? He, I don't know. Because, I mean, look, it, maybe you make the mistake one time. I can't think of how that would happen. Maybe it would be, okay, well, that's where my son served. And he said died. And I, I again, like, I feel like with your son, it's the type of thing you're pretty crystal clear on. But to make this mistake over and over and over and over again, how can anyone deny this man is lost? Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. How about this one? Is this a lie or does he actually know? Cut three. Let me say something. I want to point something out. They talk about big spending Democrats. Yeah, I spend a lot of money to do these things. But guess what? What? I cut the deficit in half. Oh, stop, stop it. Stop, half. Half. stop it, liar. Stop it. This year alone, $1 trillion four hundred dollar reduction. I mean, it's one trillion four hundred dollars. Give me the. Give me wow. the. Wow. <laughs> one trillion four hundred dollars, Glenn. That four hundred dollars. So meant he a lot. has it down that specifically. Yeah. He cut it by a trillion, and then there was also a four hundred dollar cut he got yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Uh, could we play the Fantasy Island music again just for this one? Because this is crazy. Uh, listen to this. Cut five. The economy is, in fact, growing. In fact, the economy grew 2.6% last quarter. And although it may not feel that way, people's incomes went up the last quarter more than inflation. No, no they Economic didn't. Economic growth is up. Price inflation is down. No. Real incomes are up. No, they're gas not. gas prices are down. No, they're not. No, they're not. Incredible. 
I don't. I just don't get it. By the way, when t- explaining inflation, he said it's the lowest in the world. Even the World Economic Forum says it's not true. And then he came up with his own definition of inflation. I mean, I, I don't know. Then he said, how many of you know somebody with diabetes that needs insulin? Do you know how much it costs to make the insulin drug for diabetes? Well, it was the man, uh, a man who didn't patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him, okay? When he claimed to have met the man who invented insulin last night, he couldn't have. He was born in 1942, and the guy died in 1941. So unless the insulin guy was on his mom's belly going, What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. He then introduced Debbie Wasserman Schultz as I don't have a greater friend in the United States Senate. She's She's not a senator. She's not a senator. She's a congressperson. Then he said he went to Delaware State University. No, he no, he didn't. That's a black college. Biden, not black. Oh, by the way, he went to the University of Delaware, not Delaware State University. I mean, the guy, this is the guy who's in the situation room. This is the guy who's answering the phone. Hello? When the phone rings. It's terrifying. Terrifying. But not quite as terrifying. By the way, we are, um, we're live streaming on YouTube every day. We're just trying it out. I, I have by the end of the week. Stu, have you placed your bet on how long we last on YouTube live streaming? <laughs> I, I've already lost yeah, <laughs> you thought yesterday. This is day two, so yeah, I, I've already tried. lost. Okay, we tried. Anyway, uh, we're live streaming. If you've never watched the Blaze, you want to watch. Uh, you want to watch uh, the radio show. Join us uh, at uh, uh, Glenbeck youtube.com slash glenbeck okay can, can i just chime in on, on one of these points you made here yeah. a second ago? This is uh, just in for Brian. Brian Riedel just released his big budget book that he does every year. Yeah. In just twenty months, President Biden added added. $4.8 trillion to 10-year deficits. He's bragging no, he about bringing it. them down. No, he cut He's it. added $4.8 no, no, no. trillion dollars to no, he, them no, in just it. 20 months. No, he cut it. He cut no, it. he didn't. Yep. He didn't cut it. The play! The play! <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Geez, supposed we are to be fulfilling this fantasy. Fantasy, yes. Um, all right. A confused friend told the Daily Mail... Uh, I sent a text to him and asked him if he was okay. He wasn't able to talk about what was going on on the advice of his lawyer, but he's okay. The Daily Mail has found the reporter that we had been looking for, the Emmy winner investigative reporter, James Horton Meeks, no longer missing. He was spotted at his elderly mother's townhouse, although when approached, he went dark and wouldn't talk about anything. So he's been found. That's good. But can we find out what happened with the FBI? Probably not, because they have bigger fish to fry. This, this is in now from Revolver News. Revolver News, and I want to read this story to you exactly, because this is, this is outrageous. 
More than a year has passed since the FBI released footage of the pipe bomber who allegedly planted explosive devices near the DNC and RNC party headquarters the night before January 6th. Okay. The FBI has reportedly collected 39,000 video files relating to the suspect's identity. 39,000. This is according to the assistant director in charge of the FBI's D.C. field office. Yet since September 8th, 2021, not a single new video file has been released. We have at Revolver been focused on two clips of video footage from the DNC building security cameras that the FBI released on March 2021 and September 2021. In August 2022, the Revolver proved that the DNC camera footage from the FBI's September 2021 release should have captured the money shot. That's the shot of the pipe bomber taking the bomb out of the bag and placing it near the park bench in front of the DNC building. But for some reason, the FBI censored the tape so the public could not see the alleged criminal walk back into the camera frame and commit the actual criminal act. Over the past two months, Revolver has taken a closer look at the DNC surveillance footage that the FBI provided to the public. What we found is even more bizarre and more damning than our initial discovery that the FBI is withholding critical footage of the pipe bomber actually planting the bomb. The the original missing money shot reflecting the FBI's deliberate censorship of the commission of a crime effectively is a red flag of such stunning proportions that it alone merits congressional investigation under a GOP-led House commission on FBI malfeasance. The new findings that we are about to discuss, however, are so implausible, so specific, and so suspicious that we are compelled to demand that a future GOP-led commission subpoena and demand the exact chain of custody for the DNC surveillance tapes that the FBI has released to the public. You have to understand in this article first something called frame rate. Pictures, video, film, they are individual pictures and they're taken at a frame rate. Television is, I think, what is it, 25 uh, frames per second. Film used to be like 60 frames per second. I'm, I'm getting, I'm butchering these, but I'm in the neighborhood. And now high tech is um, around, uh, I think, 120 frames per second. That means there's 120 pictures taken every second, and they're all in line. When we went to the moon, what they sent back when you had that really fuzzy picture and the guys kind of on the moon and they were kind of jumpy and they were like, that was eight frames per second. So in 1969, the picture you saw from space was eight seconds per frame. Okay. The, the footage provided by the FBI the the frame rate is so low that it is not even possible it is barely 
It barely exceeds one frame per second. So we are asked to believe that the um, the security cameras that are out now are typically 30 frames per second and higher. Dinosaur camp cameras, decades old. Again, the moonshot, eight frames per second. And it used to be that you would have low quality uh, eight frames per second because uh, you didn't have the storage capacity. Okay, so you couldn't store all of that. You don't see surveillance cameras operating at one frame per second. In fact, modern day, it's 120 frames per second. They record all day. Storage is not a problem. Okay. You don't get any kind of savings anymore. You don't have the problem with you would have to spend more money to get somebody to make a one frame per second camera. Yeah, because I mean, you could buy Nest cameras that give you good video quality for like a hundred dollars a piece. Correct. Now, I did read that these cameras were installed some time ago. Eight, I think eight years ago is what I read. But still, even no, eight no, years ago, eight years ago, it's not no, not one frame, per not second. one frame per second. You have to go back, you know, decades to get one frame per second. Um, comprehensive 2021 study on surveillance footage frame rates found that zero percent. Zero percent of surveillance cameras had a frame rate below five frames per second. You have to buy your camera from an old rundown McDonald's that might have been closed for the last 20 years to get that kind of a frame rate. Okay, so why does the security footage uh, from the FBI released from the DNC, the national headquarters Depict the alleged pipe bomber. Why is it only one frame per second? Why? What happened? This is the national headquarters of the Democratic Party. The vice president elect herself was going in all the time. They have posted someone outside all day long right at that bench. This is like the Seth Rich area where he died. Okay, why would you not have good cameras? Of course you would. This is the this is the same office that in 1972 they broke into. Okay, this is a crime-ridden area. Bad, Washington D.C. important building. One frame per second, not possible. Not possible. Okay, so what does this mean? This means that most likely either the DNC or the FBI cut out all of the important pictures. They would cut out. I mean, if you wanted to go back in the old timey days to the moonshot, they cut out seven frames per second. You didn't see anything because he was here and then he was off screen and then he was back. And then he was all the way on the other side of the screen. You didn't have the, you know. You didn't get the motion, basically. You didn't get the 14 seconds in between. So what happened? What happened? How is that happening? Did the FBI tamper with the tape? Now, here's something interesting. Do you remember Merrick Garland? Do you remember what he did 
about 30 years ago. I'll remind you in 60 seconds. Pam wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, Winston, my six-year-old Sheltie is a picky eater. I've been very impressed because he'll pick the dry food with, with Rough Greens over his wet food any day. And that's saying a lot. It would take him two days to eat a cup of dry food before. Now he gobbles it down. He's, uh, it's uh, been the only product that he has wanted to eat in over three weeks. I'm so happy. Thank you, Pams. Thank you so much for trying this. This was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You just put it on top of the dog's food, and they go crazy for it. Rough Greens. Rough Greens. So confident your dog's going to love it. They're going to give a special deal just for you. It is uh, the first trial bag free. Just enough for your dog to try it. Make sure that you haven't spent money and he won't eat it. First trial bag is free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 10 seconds, station ID. So Merrick Merrick Garland, he was at the Justice Department. And if you remember in the Clinton years, he was uh, one of the main guys for the Oklahoma City bombing. I don't remember this. I had to be reminded uh, of this. During his tenure there, the FBI got caught editing the security camera tapes that were forced by court order to finally be released to the public in 2009, 14 years after the event. Even after all that time, the tape was edited to remove key details. So they've done this before. Uh, is this a Merrick Garland thing, Gar- uh, uh, Garland thing where you just, ah, you know what, there's some stuff in there we don't need. Do they have like a 14-4 bottom phone that they've got a? This is the biggest investigation in FBI history, they say. The pipe bomber, probably really important for this so-called insurrection. Why? Why has someone edited the tape of the pipe bomber and Is that extra footage? Would that be helpful to find the pipe bomber? Possibly. Why is this happening? Easy solution to this. Get chain of custody for the tapes. Who had it? When? The GOP must hold hearings when they get control. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about uh, Blinds.com with everything else that's going on in your life right now. Jeez. Don't forget, Veterans Day is right around the corner. When is that? Is that Monday? Or I, the 11th, I know. What day is that? Gosh, we're, we're November 11th. We're already talking about November 11th. Yes. How is this happening? November 2nd today. Okay. Uh, Blinds.com is offering huge savings to everybody, up to 50% off site-wide during their Veterans Day sale. That's already started. If you are ready to make noticeable differences in the way your home looks, 
Blinds.com is the easiest and fastest and most inexpensive way to really change the look of your house. And they have everything with window treatments, blinds, drapes, shutters, even the really cool stuff like motorized shades. Find it all at Blinds.com. They have the latest styles, fabrics, and materials for you to choose from. It's Blinds.com. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Blinds.com, their Veterans Day sale now through November 11th. Save up to 50% off site-wide at Blinds.com. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 6 days until election night. Join our coverage at blazetv.com/glen. The promo code is glen. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're going to tell you uh, good news, bad news, iffy news on the polls in just a second. Stand by. First, I want to I want to read this story from the Washington Post because I think this I think this relates in America in a completely different way. Since 1979, I got on the air. My first radio job was 1978 or 79, um, and the the Iranian hostage crisis. Uh, I've been talking about Iran my whole life, but I've never related to it as much as I have this story. Listen to this. Across Iran, schoolgirls have defiantly taken off their headscarves, stomped on pictures of the supreme leader, and chanted for freedom, producing some of the most iconic images from the country's anti-government uprising. But now the state is coming for them. If you have kids, listen to this. Many families fear sending their children to school. Afraid they could be surveilled, beaten, detained, or disappeared. Rights groups and Iranians told the Washington Post Iran's clerical leaders are betting the crackdown on schools will help quell the unrest, now in its seventh week. In interviews with the Post in recent weeks, three students and two parents described the assaults on schools, where teachers are under pressure to squash any sign of dissent and often powerless to stop security forces from targeting the minors in their care. School attendance lists, report cards, and security cameras have, been, have become tools of repression. Parents are warned to keep their children in check. Now, just as anyone else thought, geez, I mean, they're indoctrinating my kids. What if they turn my kids against me? Uh, have you thought about what's being done to my kids and the teachers? And I'm now being called a terrorist because I disagree with what my school is teaching. We are on this path, gang. Listen to this. Iranians interviewed for this piece, spoken condition of anonymity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we are now all in shock and sadness and don't have the energy to do anything. A 12 year old boy in Tehran said. After plainclothes police raided his school this month to arrest a fellow student, he said he joined his classmates and teachers in physically intervening to stop the adoption. Authorities refused to say how many children they've arrested, but a deputy with the Revolutionary Guard Corps on October 5th said the average age for rioters arrested was 15 
Iranian education minister said October 11th that an undisclosed number of kids were being held, quote, in psychology centers for reform and education. At least 700 teenagers have been detained. We don't know where they're taking these children or what's happening to them. In some cases, these children are being beaten and then taken away by plainclothes police. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. We have got to stand up for freedom. We have to stand up. We, I mean, why is Iran doing this? Why, why are we on high alert? Did you know this? The U.S. and Saudi militaries on high alert because we've just had an intelligence warning of an imminent attack from Iran. This administration has been negotiating with them. This administration has just pissed off Saudi Arabia. And now the U.S. and Saudi Arabia are on high alert because Iran says they're going to attack. And what are they doing that for? To get the news to stop covering what they're doing to children in schools. Wake up, America. Now, the good news is, I think we are waking up. And next Tuesday is the day we can begin to end the madness. Yeah, and things are trending in the right direction. The House looks... Not a, I wouldn't call it a sure thing, but it looks really, really positive. Uh, not too much doubt there. Most even mainstream election analysts right. are going to tell you that Republicans are probably going to take the House. That does a that's a big step, right? Taking right. that is makes you able to stop the worst instincts of the Biden administration right off the bat. Now, to do more than that, especially when you comes it comes to just judges and and such, you it's need the Senate. Senate. So you need that Senate. You need to get to fifty one seats. The issue here, of course, you know. Uh, which is different than the House, where the House has everybody up for election, 435 members every two years. You start zero zero. That's the the state of play. With the Senate, not everyone is up. It's six year terms, so every midterm election has a different number of senators uh, available to be elected. So this one starts with a score on the board. With if no one else got elected at all, it would be standing at Democrats 36, Republicans 29. So do Republicans start minus seven. And this is why this isn't such a home run. It feels like, okay, Republicans are way ahead. It's a midterm election. Biden's obviously terrible. Why is this so difficult? That's why it's difficult. They're starting down 36-29. So they have to make up seven seats just to get to even. So if we look at the likely states for the Democrats, you have California, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, New York, that's Chuck Schumer, Oregon, Vermont, and Connecticut. Uh, now, Connecticut... There's been some polling that showed it close. We kind of moved it to a lean Democrat for a while. I have it back as a likely Democratic state. We had six movers uh, in the entire uh, uh, board yesterday mm -hmm. as we finished this up. So Connecticut, likely, that gives you eight likely Democrats. On the Republican side, uh, you have likely Republicans of uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, it's Rand Paul, Louisiana, South Carolina, Tim Scott there, South Dakota, North Dakota, two in Oklahoma, because you have a, a special election, so you have two seats there. Uh, Missouri, uh, Eric Schmidt, uh, we've talked about him before. I have moved that to likely Republican from leaning uh, earlier in the cycle. Uh, we also moved Iowa from lean Republican to likely Republican. 
That one looked likely at the beginning. There was some polling showing it a little close. We talked to Steve Dace about that last week, but I'm pretty convinced that that one is okay. Uh, That's likely. And then also for the first time moved to the likely Republican category, Florida with Marco Rubio. Again, Rubio was underperforming DeSantis earlier in the cycle, seems to have closed that gap and now holds a pretty substantial lead. That gives you 15, 15 likely Republicans. Just doing the math right there, right? You're at 44, 44. Oh, jeez. Okay, and that's, you know, likely too, Glenn, you know, in my, we, we, how long have we been doing this? You know, a million years now. And uh, I, in the likely category, I've never missed, a, never missed a race. Okay. Like, you know, these are sure things for the most part. You may have a surprise eventually, but right. I've never missed one of those before. We'll see. Okay. So that's 44-44. You can see how this can get a little, uh, you know, yeah. a little itchy here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lean Democrat. I still have two. Uh, some people who are more optimistic than me are thinking that he's going to turn to the Republicans. I still have these two as lean Democrat, which are Colorado and Washington. Both of those states are theoretically winnable for Republicans. It's not out of the question. A lot of polls, there are some polls showing it very close. In fact, there was one that showed uh, Washington within two points just yesterday. So possible that this could happen for Republicans, but difficult and i think still a little bit of a stretch even in this environment right now i'd love to hear from people who live in seattle that can tell me what it feels like because my friends in seattle tell me they've never felt anything like this before that the the momentum the the attitude is uh towards the republican uh, smiley, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are shocked by how clearly it's being uh, demonstrated in the Seattle area. I, I don't know if that's true or not. It could be. And I think I think she's making this much more competitive than it would normally be. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's the way. I mean, you, it is a surprise that these things. But, you know, Republicans do occasionally win statewide races in, you know, Washington, in State. Washington or are very competitive. At yeah. least there's every once in a while you get this. And it seems like Tiffany Smiley's the candidate to keep it close. But you've got a sort of a blue climate there uh sort of uh, yeah um certainly call it indigo indigo okay yeah uh very very blue and you uh you have you know some circumstances on the ground that would make you believe you know in the polling in the sort of fundamentals of the state it's still a lean democratic situation though it's much closer than anyone would have expected i I mean when we started this i think washington was a likely democrat but Mm -hmm. we moved it to, to lean so that's two there in the lean democrat category in lean republican category we have Alaska. Now, Alaska is a little weird because that will definitely be a Republican state. The question is whether it's going to be a moderate Demo- uh, Republican like Lisa Murkowski or a Trump endorsed Republican. So you have that ba- that battle going on there. One of the two will win there. I'm of the belief that like I, you got to prove to me that Murkowski can be get beaten in Alaska. She seems to win no matter what the circumstance is. So I will believe that one when I see it. I would love to see her gone, though. This would be a good thing. Uh, Utah, we've talked quite a bit about Utah. Again, I think Mike Lee is going to win that state, but it is a quirky, weird state with a sort of a f- false independent candidate going up there and getting Democratic votes. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? Uh, yes. I'm going to be in Salt Lake tomorrow. You're coming with me, aren't you? I don't know. I have. Oh, I, my gosh. I've got shows and stuff I've got to do. Ooh. I'm sorry. I, can't, uh, I don't know that I could just leave. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go to uh, Salt Lake. Uh, he's doing a, um, a big uh, rally tomorrow night. So I'm going to oh, go cool. and support and then fly right back uh, well, and do the show. Good. I'll, don't screw it up because he needs to win. God, I know. Uh, also, leaning Republican, Wisconsin, which was 
razor thin edge for uh, Ron Johnson earlier in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Now he's opened up a moderate lead there. Ohio with J.D. Vance, same story. Uh, North, uh, excuse me, North Carolina with uh, with Ted Budd. Uh, Georgia, I now have as lean Republican. Seems like Herschel Walker has weathered you know this storm. Do you know that Warnock has spent eighty five million dollars? That of, that is like. The most presidential yeah. kind of money. It's one of the, if it's not the most, it is. One, it is the most it, expensive. It is, it is now into presidential uh, kind of candidate territory. Incredible. Uh, so Georgia and I have lean Republican. Again, these are very close races. And I would say the data doesn't quite support this yet, but I moved Pennsylvania also to lean Republican after Did you the really? And I think that I will say it's a little bit of speculation. This is not my final update on this thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we will, I may wind up moving it. In, we're going to have to pick one eventually on the last update. I guess I can't mm. keep them in toss up forever. Uh, but Pennsylvania there, I think, I think we've seen enough to, for the pencil people of Pennsylvania to, to say that John Fetterman's not the candidate. We will see though. And, and they also, also um, yesterday, the Supreme court said you can't, if there's a signature problem on those, those ballots. Yeah. Uh, no, no, the, you know, the dates wrong or not on there. You cannot count them. Yeah, that could be big. And that's big. It's going to be lengthy afterward. Then you have three toss up uh, races. You have Arizona, which what interesting thing happened yesterday, Glenn. Uh, yeah, the, this is the, big. The libertarian candidate who uh, dropped out of the race and endorsed Blake Masters. Right. It's pretty important. If the libertarians will vote for Blake Masters and they should. The guy is very libertarian. Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, if, if that could give him the extra push over the top, just in a close that. race, it could be very, very tight. close. Yeah. Uh, Nevada, I have as a toss up as well. This is an interesting one in that there's a couple polls out today that have Laxalt up five, right? Which is really good news. Really good news. Uh, every, you know, there's still polls that come coming out having Cortez Masto up as well, though. So that one's a toss up and we moved New Hampshire into a toss up for the first time. It was, it's been lean Democrat this entire so time. So I have a gun to your head right now, quickly. I have a gun to your head. You go look over that and you tell me what you think the Senate balance would be. If I had a gun to your head, and I'm not going to hold you to this, but gun to your head today, what would you say things are going to look like? We'll do that in just a minute. Let me tell you first about American financing. Home is where the heart is. It's also where the equity is. And if you've been working to shore up your finances lately, equity might be the thing that's at the front of your mind. In fact, finding as many different ways to save money as you can should be at the front of your mind. If the economy itself can't be managed responsibly, at least you can manage your own home the right way. Now listen, people are starting to put money on their credit cards, food, and they're starting to pay bills with their credit card. If you have any equity in your home, please pay those credit cards off. Get a reduced payment. The average person saves $695 a month, every month. Please call American Financing and see if they can help you do that as well. You wouldn't have to put your groceries on credit cards. It's American Financing. They're here to help. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, by the way, thank you so much to the uh, YouTube um, chat. We're looking at the people who are um, uh, chatting on YouTube, watching the program today. Our is always, uh, always free, the first hour. 
uh, and it's up on YouTube. Uh, and uh, they've reminded me that I should congratulate Benjamin Netanyahu. I, I don't know if we're there yet, but I hope we're there. Congratulations to Benjamin Netanyahu, who appears to have won uh, the prime minister uh, office again. Which would be I love hearing about Israeli politics because it's the only thing that makes me feel better about our system. Yeah, I know. Every that 10 and, seconds, they got another election. That and I ju- you just have to say two words, uh, and I'm, I feel better about us. King Charles. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, And uh, the other thing is we're going to be talking about diesel shortages, uh, perhaps tomorrow or Monday. Diesel shortages and natural gas shortages are going to be a problem this winter. If you have a diesel truck, good luck. Uh, We are talking about maybe not having enough diesel for two days in the East Coast. That'd be a problem. Everything will be more expensive. Huh? What could have caused that? Mm. So should I do the gun to my head thing? By the yes. way, you did not actually have to bring a gun and press it against my temple well, uh, in the I, break. I, I'd like to. I, I didn't think that I, was necessary. It. But anyway. it, did, it did illustrate the, the passion of the moment. One minute. So, gun to your head. Democrats versus Republicans in the Senate. So the way the board breaks down that we just went through, it, if you include leaners, you have 51 Republicans and 46 Democrats. So uh, there's a good chance of control here, I think, for the Republicans. If I had to put a number on a gun to my head, I'd be stuck between 52 and 53. And I know people don't like that. I think people are a little bit more optimistic maybe than that. I would, I'll would i be pessimistic here and say 52 gun to my head. Just assuming something's going to go wrong in one of these races that we're not expecting. You know, you could get me to 53 really easy. 54, I think, is possible. Why do you always tell the truth of what you really feel? Why? Why? Can't you just... It does not help me at all. I've noticed people really hate it. I know. We we all hate it. Yeah. Uh, And you just keep insisting on not... I think, look, 64 Republicans is where I landed. Not 64 (laughs) Republicans. And all of them are going to be constitutionalists and perfect. I would rather have the truth from somebody uh, than a lie. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, two decades ago, the founder of covenant eyes face the same questions many people face today questions i've faced how, how do i keep my children safe uh on the internet and keep them with some integrity how do i guard our hearts uh and remain pure online it is really hard well this with this mission in mind covenant eyes created their own world-class software and educational resources which are now being used by over 1 million people. Covenant Eyes wants to help equip parents and grandparents, that's you, with resources that will help you protect your families. And they give you a free parenting ebook called Connected. The book explores how a strong family connection can protect children and teens from the dangers of hidden pornography use. And it contains real life stories and practical tips for maintaining or reestablishing connection in your family. Your family is facing evils uh, like you've never seen before, and it usually starts with pornography online. Please get your free copy of Connected by texting GLENN to 66866. Text Glenn, GLENN, to 66866. Do it now.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Wednesday. Tonight, a very, very important Wednesday night special. I'll tell you about it coming up in just a second. But I also want to welcome uh, Daniel Horowitz. He's the uh, host of the Blaze podcast, Conservative Review. He has a new uh, a new article out on theblaze.com. The coming state legislative tsunami. Will Republicans capitalize on it? It is, I think, an ode to you. Now, whether the Republicans use it or not is what he's questioning. But I just want you, I just want you to hear what Daniel laid out on what you've done in the last two years to shore up our states. And it is really good news. We'll also talk to him a little bit about uh, uh, the uh, overall election numbers for the national election. He and Stu are going to talk a little bit about that. And I have to ask him, because he was banned from Twitter for calling out COVID lies. He is the, he is the author of the, or co-author of the book, Rise of the Fourth Reich which is all questions that need to be answered in a court of law. And uh, they don't like that too much on Twitter. I wonder if he's been reconnected to Twitter yet. We'll talk to him coming up in just a second. Stand by. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since 9-11. I want to tell you about one of those heroes, a decorated New York Fire Department member named Christopher Slutman, who later became a staff sergeant in the Marines. In 2019, Christopher was killed in action by an IED, leaving a wife and three children behind. Thankfully, Tunnel to Towers Foundation sprang into action, and I mean, they are fast. When a first responder, fire or police or military service member doesn't come home, and if they're leaving young children behind, they spring in action and pay off the home mortgage just to help with the financial burden and bring the much-needed stability to the family at their time of most need. This is the house that Christopher and his wife picked as the place to raise their kid. It's the house the kids feel safe in. And now they'll be able to continue living there because Tunnel to Towers has people just like you. Please, would you consider a gift to Tunnel to Towers? $11 a month is what they're asking for from 9 dollars $11 a month. If you can donate that to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Welcome to the program, Daniel Horowitz. This is a hey, great to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. This is a great article. I read it a bit on the air yesterday, and I wanted you to go through it because I think this shows that Americans are... Uh, are starting to really get it and shore up their local communities and their states. Would you agree with that? No, absolutely. I mean, this is really the, the life jacket for us. Madison's original design to have a bunch of small republics within a large republic would be the best way uh, to serve as a bulwark against tyranny, not to have a small republic or a, a large uh, homogenous republic, but broken down in this federalist system. Right. Because, look, we all know what's going to happen. We, we lived this in 2010, 2014, and we know it's going to happen again. Uh, there will be a lot of excitement around Republicans taking back the House and Senate, but then they'll say we don't have 60 seats and we don't have the presidency, so we can't do anything. Now, there's a lot to say about that. 
Um, but what they do have is a bunch of trifecta controls where they indeed do have super majorities and they do have the governor with both houses of the legislature. So I go through just the map of how Republicans already have a pretty high watermark, even from kind of losing an election last time uh, of, of uh, state control. And then now they are poised because of the Hispanic uh, demographic shift, because of suburban women coming back, but rural voters uh, staying at the Trump levels of intensity for the GOP, where they can conceivably come away with 34 or so governorships, 30, 31 trifectas. And that means well over half the states will be under control where you can't say, well, we don't have all the power. They will have all the power and they will have ample authority and ample mandate to push back against pretty much everything that we don't like, except for maybe foreign policy. That is phenomenal. Now, the question is, and this is the question of your piece, will they actually do that? And this is the big thing that, I mean, November 8th is not going to be a revolution, no matter how great it is. The question is, will November 9th be a revolution? Will this be the first time that the conservative movement matured and actually didn't just, you know, obsess on refreshing the RCP polls page online, but actually focuses on the day after and every day in between on how to pressure and leverage um, Republicans that at least want to pretend to be conservative on the important strategies, the important issues. Most chambers are going to meet in January, January, February, and it's very short. I mean, in Texas, they meet every other year. It's right. a very narrow window, and often they have limitations, only a couple of weeks where you can even introduce bills. Whatever we want to do on medical freedom, on stopping the grooming, illegal immigration, crime, um, obviously interposing against federal tyranny and the FBI, IRS, now is the time to do that. Now is the time uh, buttressed not just by a red wave, but a red mandate to capitalize on that, to focus on the issues, the states, the legislation, and the people who matter. Do you, um, do you have any idea how, how long it has been since anybody had this kind of uh, control of the state governments? Republicans never had it. I mean, it will likely get to a point where Republicans never had that degree of control. Democrats did dominate. I mean, throughout the FDR era, great society, um, really until the 94 revolution, Democrats had a permanent majority in the federal house and really permanent majorities in many states because a lot of the mm. Northern states became more left, but the Southern states were still Democrat. So they had super majorities. Republicans never had this before. Well, let's see if they know how to uh, uh, to act. I'll tell you, um, Ron DeSantis and, and I think Kerry Lake are going to be great examples for um, state governments. Uh, your thoughts on Kerry Lake? Look, I mean, she told me on my show that she is going to make Washington understand the sovereignty of a state. And I mean, you look even in Canada, Danielle Smith just got in Alberta. And she's promising that anything that is either unconstitutional or harmful coming out of Ottawa, she's going to interpose against it. And look, you know, provinces in Canada uh, traditionally and legally, I don't think are quite as sovereign as U.S. states. Uh, she is alone. She's the only one there. Yeah. Um, and the people aren't quite as conservative in Canada. So I think if she can do it there, certainly we have a couple of shining stars here. But some of these other governors need to be held accountable uh, to use the power that they have. 
So um, there is a poll out today. This is from The Hill that uh, Hochul has widened her lead over Zeldin in New York. She is she's claiming that, you know, um, that that crime is she doesn't even understand why people are talking about crime. I mean, my gosh, Marie Antoinette. Um, and I, I just read a story today that talked about uh, somebody who says, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Democrat uh, New Yorker. I've been in New York forever, but I was in the hospital. And at night, I happened to be listening to the nurses because I was right across from the nursing station. And she said, what I heard, our education, our kids are not learning in school. How can our country survive without education, especially math? If we had come here uh, legally, why should everybody else just come in? Um, I'm afraid every time I'm on the subway. I'm afraid when I'm outside on the street. Why are the politicians letting this happen? We need to arrest, prosecute, and convict. They're all crooks. You can't trust any of them. She said, night after night, I was taken aback at what I was hearing. Here I was in New York City, a bastion of the Democratic Party, and Democrats and their policies, priorities, personalities were being bashed with as much vitriol and frustration as were the Republicans. So I think there's something happening even in New York. Can they pull it off? They, they definitely can. And the reason is that the, the place where all of this is happening, particularly on the crime issue, is in the Democrat stronghold. So upstate's already going to vote for Zeldin. But when it comes to Manhattan and, and the city, look, I mean, until now, Americans had too much rope to hang themselves with. We had a lot of prosperity. We had a lot of safety. So you're able to vote on these abstract, I would say, quasi spirit of the age, mm-hmm. pagan religious beliefs that they had. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so obsessed with abortion, even though I'm past that age or never would get an abortion, but I'm so passionate about it. I'll vote based on that. When you're scared to take a subway in areas where a lot of people don't own cars, that's a big, big issue that affects their lives. The economy now affects their lives. The schools affect their lives. Uh, it's no longer abstract. So, um, the, you know, those, those principles that they're reared into could only go so far. And I think he will peel off a lot. And look, we talked about Republicans having the ability to get over 30 trifectas in the states. If Lee Zeldin wins in New York and the Republicans flip a chamber in Oregon, New Mexico, possibly the Colorado Senate and Nevada, they could win all three. You're, you're looking at a prospect of Democrats being down to only maybe eight states in the entire country where they control all three branches, uh, the West Coast and part of the Northeast, but not even all of it. Mm. That's really remarkable. I, I wonder what what Republicans will actually do with that power if they get it. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to someone, Daniel, about uh, about you know school choice, just you know a basic issue that is overwhelmingly popular with people. Uh, they want to be able to send their kids to good schools if they if they can. And you know, then I you know you realize that even a state like Texas doesn't have it. You know, it's remarkable that these basic things. I think, though, that it's different because like in Texas, it's hard to run as a Democrat. So you get a lot of these squishy Republicans Mm. that would be a Democrat in another state, but Mm. they run as a Republican here because it's the way to get elected or has been traditionally. We got to get all of those people that should be Democrats out of the Republican uh, Party. At least, and, and, at and least in ruling positions. What? That begins November 9th. I mean, yeah. typically the problem is 
everyone's like, Daniel, you better vote for the Republican. I don't care how he is. It's always better than a Democrat. And I always say, look, we can debate that back and forth, what to do when you have a really offensive Republican versus a Democrat. But there's a third option. And that is you can keep them on a very short leash the day afterwards. You lay down very specific red lines. You know, will you vote to take away liability from the vaccine companies? Will you vote not just for parental consent and oversight and transparency, but banning grooming in the schools and and really in public, make that a criminal act? Very specific red lines that will force a convert or die inflection moment, because you're right. We have this problem in Texas, even more so in Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, these states where it's kind of one party. They have 32 to three majorities in the state Senate. Yep. Um, But but most of those Republicans are literally Democrats. But they you know, that's how you run in those states. Otherwise, they can't get elected. We need to shake the tree to force a moment where they can't triangulate and say, hey, I'm for parental rights. Um, for safety, prosperity, that sounds great. We need specific red lines. I think we are in a, uh, you know, as somebody who was involved in the Tea Party movement somewhat um, and, and, and watched it and really observed it, uh, we were at the beginning. That was like our, our adolescent stage. Uh, I think there's a possibility that this is the grown-up term. You know, we, we've... We've uh, we started that, but we were young. We were idealistic. We thought maybe, you know, we just get the guys in and it'll turn. And then we kind of gave up for a while. And I think this is the seeds that were planted deeply. And now all of the conditions are right. And we're bearing fruit. That movement's bearing fruit. I, I think I hope that these people that are coming in are much more serious than the last group in 2010. Would you agree or disagree? I, I definitely agree. And the lower the office you get, um, the less of a dirtbag you have to be to get elected and yeah. you know raise all that money in general, generally speaking. So when especially when you talk about state houses, I do think we're going to have a better cadre of people than we've ever had before. A huge opportunity. They understand that this is the 11th hour. Um, we're, we're, we're in overtime here. We don't have time to waste. And I think the biggest in, importance here is to stay focused create immediate red lines on leadership elections and state legislatures. Really, I think with Mitch McConnell, we need to have a family discussion about that. We can't just say, hey, they won an election. This is awesome. Own the libs, drink the liberal tears and let the chips fall where they may. We cannot afford not to fully utilize an opportunity. We're kind of like what Stonewall Jackson said after the surprise win at, at the first Manassas Look, if you're going to win this thing, I could take 10,000 men, march on, on Washington. In any David versus Goliath battle, it's not enough just to win that individual battle. You have to capitalize fully and immediately upon it. All right. We're uh, talking to David Horowitz. Hang on just a second. Uh, uh, sorry, not David. Daniel Horowitz. Uh, hang on just a second, uh, Daniel, because we, um, uh, I want to talk to you about the national elections and the polls and get your read on what you think is coming. After I tell you about Relief Factor, Earl wrote in about uh, his experience with Relief Factor. He said, look, I'm an old guy. I've been taking Relief Factor for the last two months. When I first started, I took it for a few days and I could feel relief in my joints all the way through my body at one point. I was... I was away from home for a week and I ran out. Boy, I can tell you how glad I was to get home. What an amazing product. Well, thank you, Earl. Thank you for writing in. It's a relief factor and it's a 
it's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, but it was to keep you from having to take something of a prescription that's going to fog you and actually fights where the pain is coming from. Most of our pain comes from inflammation. In fact, most of our our uh, problems in our body from inflammation. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. Relieffactor.com, 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Relief Factor, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So... Daniel, uh, let me ask you, you know, Warnock has eclipsed everybody in spending and only eclipsed by presidential campaigns at this point. He spent eighty one point seven million dollars, which is outrageous. Uh, and yet he's not way ahead. In fact, I think the latest poll shows um, uh, that he's behind a couple of points against Walker, is he not? What are you what are you seeing in some of these tight races? So when you look at all these tight races, the biggest characteristic is that none of those Democrats are near 50 percent as incumbents. And that is a big problem for them in this type of election, because see, t- typically you had a back and forth. No, I want prosperity. No, you want prosperity. You want to cut Social Security. You don't. This is the first election where the Democrats are openly running on scarcity, on pandemics, on like, hey, this is the new normal. This is what you're going to do. You're not going to have cars. Um, you're going to eat sewage and, and, and bugs. And they're, they're not even trying to give away freebies. You know, it's not like the Obama phone era. The Obama era was here. Here's a bunch of freebies. Um, they're actually running on scarcity. So the problem is if you're an undecided voter at this stage, it's hard to see how they break for the incumbent being how bad things are safety and security prosperity wise in the country. So it's hard to see where they're pulling 45% how they win. So let's go through some of these races in Georgia. What do you think? Who takes it? There's no question that if the scandal against Walker didn't work until now, he lost a couple points and then has fully recovered since then. I don't think they have a way to pull it out. The question is, can Walker get 50 or will it go to a runoff? Oh, geez. Uh, how about uh, Masters versus Kelly in Arizona? So, look, we're living in an era of increased polarization where it's almost it's, it's such a rarity to have split ticket voting anymore. I don't see how some polls have Carrie Lake up double digits, which you got to believe she's such a strong oh, yeah. candidate and, and Blake somehow not win. Uh, how about in Washington? Oh, see, that's that's a tough one. I mean, look, if if Robert Cahaley's Trafalgar poll is correct, that 10 days out, um, uh, Tiffany is only one point behind and has such momentum historically with that degree of momentum and it's, but you would give it to the, again, the challenger, the Republican. Uh, my only concern there is um, blue states are pretty uh, efficient in their, in their machine politics. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of people vote early. I mean, and, and this is really the problem with election month, 
because all these upset races, even where you have a huge surprise, the surge is at the very end. And, and sometimes they bank too many voters that just didn't realize it was a race. Daniel, what about a couple of de- Democratic incumbents, Nevada and New Hampshire? Oh, I mean, N- N- Nevada, let, let me say this. I could picture in Nevada the biggest that being the biggest story of the night, mm-hmm. where it goes from a 100% Democrat state. I, I really think this is possible or close to it, but definitely possible. They could win every statewide race, flip all four congressional seats. They have one right now, flip Jeez. the other three. They're all in play and flip both chambers of the legislature, um, but especially the Senate. Holy cow. Mm, That would be a good night. Uh, All right. Hispanic shit there. Uh, Yeah, and we're going to talk about that next. Daniel, thank you so much for being on. We have a Hispanic candidate who's made a lot of news lately. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. One of these days, if you're not very careful, you might end up being one of those people you hear about. You know the ones that I mean, the victims of identity theft. I never thought it could happen to me. I was just... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't just happen to other people. It can happen to you or me. And by the time you figure out what's happening, it's probably too late. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We do everything online. And you don't want to cut internet safety out of your budget. Right now, you can get 25% off a subscription with LifeLock. It's top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into because nobody can prevent all of it. But the best in the business, in my opinion, is LifeLock by Norton. Right now, join. Save 25% off your first year. Use the promo code BECK. 25% off with the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. one 800 LifeLock or go to lifelock.com and use the promo code back. Again, save 25%. lifelock.com or 1 800 LifeLock. Promo code back. It's election coverage you're not going to get anywhere else. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Join us election night. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tomorrow after the uh, program, I'm going to quickly fly out uh, to uh, Washington, Utah, and be with Mike Lee at the dance hall. Uh, I've never been to the dance hall, but uh, I guess that's where you do things uh, in uh, Washington, Utah. So I'll I'll be there. It's right down from the Honeymoon Trail Inn. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you can find out more. Just go to Mike Lee uh, for Senate.com. Find out more, and I'll see you there tomorrow night. And then back here again on uh, Friday. Um, all right. We have, a, uh, we have the very first woman to ever be born in Mexico as a, as a congresswoman now, or would like to be a congresswoman. Uh, she no, no, no. She she's already wondering. represents the 34th Congressional District. Sorry. Um, and she's in her first term. She has um, uh, she's on the House Agricultural and Homeland Security um, uh, committees. And I wanted to talk to her a little bit about the red migration that is happening uh, with the Hispanic community. Uh, it's real. And I'd like to understand more about it. Myra Flores is with us. Hello, Congresswoman. Hello, how are you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You bet. So um, <laughs> you were just rejected by the Hispanic 
caucus, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. I guess I'm yeah. just not the right taco, you know, for them. You know, so. Not the right Hispanic, <laughs> uh, apparently. Not the right his. apparently. That's right. I'm the first Mexican-born congresswoman, you know, ever to serve the U.S. House of Representatives. And I thought that by joining the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, we could, you know, build um, relationships and work in a bipartisan manner on our, yeah. on our behalf of our constituents. And I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> tell me what, tell me what's happening in the Hispanic community and is it real? It's very real. And South Texas and the Hispanic community, we've always been all about God and, and family and hard work. That is just who we are. It's in our, in our DNA. But we we grew up being told by, you know, the Democrat Party that the Republican Party didn't want people that look like us here, mm. that the Republican Party was for the rich, that the Republican mm. Party was for the only white people. That's what we were told all our lives, which was a complete lie. You know, my father was a Democrat all his life as well. I, I still remember asking him, who should I vote for? And he said, Barack Obama. And I voted for Barack Obama because that's what I was told to do so. And thank God I had another family member who brought it up to my attention and said, hey, we were raised the same way with conservative values. Why are you voting this way? Make Do some research and come back to me. And I did. I made that research and I came back to her and I said, I'm Republican. And that was <laughs> back in, in 2010. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm Republican. Went to my father and I told him the same thing. I said, Dad, we're Republican. And he, of course, he was like, no, you're wrong. We're, yeah. I've always been a Democrat. And it took him a long time to realize. Um, but now he's, of course, he's, he's a Republican now. And, and he tells me all the time, you know, don't be loyal to political parties like Amen. I was. Amen. You know, your loyalty needs to be with, with God. With, with, our, with your family and with, the, and with your community that you represent. Don't make that mistake that, that I made. So in 30 years from now, the Republican Party no longer stands with the values that I instilled in you. Don't support the party. Right. You know, be all about your faith and family. And that was my advice to my, 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 advi my father's advice to me when I told him that I was going to be running um, for Congress and that I was going to be in the Republican um, ballot. And so, so Myra, uh, what, I'll always remember that. what is, what, what specifically is happening though? I mean, it's the same thing with African-Americans. They're really very conservative. Their churches are conservative, everything else. Um, and yet they don't, they don't uh, wake up to that or they don't vote that way. Why is the Hispanic community waking up this time? Well, the Republican Party is also investing. You know, mm. prior to 2020, the Republican Party was not investing in South Texas. We did not have the funds to be able to spread our conservative message. You know, I was the first Republican congressional candidate to run Spanish commercials in South Texas. Wow. So for the first time, they were seeing someone, you know, that looked like them, that resonated with them in Telemundo, in Univision which is very important because if we don't do it, they will spread the misinformation. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful to the, to the Republican Party for finally investing in the Hispanic community, a community that you don't have to convince to be pro-God. 
to be pro-life, to be pro-family. Like this, you know, this is who we are. We align with the Republican Party, you know, but the Republican Party also was not investing prior to 2020. Now they're investing. So now we're able to send mailers, you know, in Spanish and English. We're on TV. We're knocking doors. We're raising the funds to be able to do those things. Mm. And, and before, we just did not have those funds. And that's also one of the main reasons as well. You know, it's a component of many things. Uh, Congresswoman, can you talk a little bit about your race? Because you won in a special election here recently in in a race that uh, surprised a lot of people, seemingly nationally. And then now you're running to be reelected. However, the district has been has changed and it's from all reports made your uh, reelection more difficult. Can you talk about that and, and, and how the race looks? Yes, you know, redistricting did me no <laughs> no favors. And but at the end of the day, South Texas, you know, Cameron County, Hidalgo County, Faber County, Willisie, Kennedy, those counties, I had them in the previous um, previous uh, map and, and I continue to have them on the new map. And these districts are, you know, who have been dictating who, you know, who were representing them. I was able to flip Cameron County on the special election, which is my biggest county and it's still within the current map. And again, the Hispanic community is very conservative. The people of South Texas, that doesn't change. The lines don't change that. What are the- lines don't change the values of, of South Texas. So I'm, I have all the, the love and support from, from the district in such small towns time they've been able to see what real leadership looks like so, so we're, we're talking to congresswoman maya flores um what is the what are the main issues that you think this is going to be won or lost on well all our polls multiple polls that we've done is the economy is inflation and is border security those are the things that matter to my district those are the things that i'm 100% focused on. I met a single mom who told me that for the first time she had to get a loan to buy her kids school supplies and oh clothes. My gosh. Oh and my And that gosh. loan is now at 24%. Oh my. And can't, and can't pay back. She's like, I don't know if I can be able to pay back that loan. These are the things that are happening to the American people. These are the struggles. You see, the Democrat Party wants us to focus on social issues to distract us from what really is impacting the American people. We want people to go vote on the economy. We want people to go vote on inflation. We want people to go vote on border security. See, the Democrat Party doesn't want that because they're losing. But they they would say that we're racist. You're racist against Hispanics if you want border security. I immigrated to this country. I want more little girls like Myra to be able to come here to the United States. I don't want little girls like myself to have to come here illegally where they're going to get abused, Mm -hmm. rape, and having to pay criminal organizations thousands of dollars because that's the reality. Under this administration, more immigrants have died. If this administration actually cared about immigrants, they would focus on the legal process. How can we encourage people to come here to the United States legally? The process is broken. 
It is. I was blessed to have a father that was an American citizen. But if for anyone else, it could take 10, 15, 20 years. No one talks about the people that are in line right now waiting to come here to the United States legally. No one talks about them. What about them? What about those who are following the law and are there waiting right now as we speak, waiting to come here to the United States and have been waiting for years? What about them? No one talks about them. They want to focus on illegal immigration, knowing the dangers, knowing that the criminal organizations have taken complete control of the southern border. People here in South Texas, we have family in Mexico that we can't even visit as often because we're afraid. Why would we want when we're afraid to come here? We don't want no American to ever feel afraid to go visit their loved ones. That's what we're going through here in South Texas. My family still live in, in Burgos, Tamaulipas, where I'm from. And, and I, I miss being able to visit my loved ones more often. I go, but I want to go more often. Because that's, that's where I'm from. That's where my, my family is, is there. But these criminal organizations, they have no respect for human life. They have no respect for anyone. That's why border security is a must. Our border patrol agents are exhausted. I'm a border patrol wife. They don't have a voice. This administration has given their back on our border patrol agents, on our law enforcement. And our, our border patrol are focused on the humanitarian crisis and not able to stop the fentanyl that is coming in into our country, killing an out, about 300 people per day. This is very serious. This, is, this shouldn't even be political. The things that we're fighting for, a better economy, reducing inflation and border security. These are things that, you know, we should all be working together. And under this administration, 98 suspected terrorists have been apprehended in the southern border. We're talking to Congresswoman, talking to Congressman uh, Myra Flores. Because of redistricting, this is a very tight race. If you would like to help her with her campaign, I think a little goes a long way uh, in South Texas. Um, Please go to the website, uh, uh, MyraFloresForCongress.com. M-A-Y-R-A-F-L-O-R-E-S. MyraFloresForCongress.com. Myra, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. We'll win a re-election next week. Good. Thank you. God bless. It's a big race. That's a big race. And it's kind of a test as to whether this movement we saw in 2020 and 2016 among the Hispanic community is real. Is it? Was it a one-off? Was it maybe you know, just related to Donald Trump? Who knows? It's, it's amazing to me how uh, none of those numbers held up with, with Barack Obama. It was all about Barack Obama. Yeah. And then it all fell apart. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, everyone's like, oh, Barack Obama, what an amazing campaigner. Well, did you look at 2010 and 2014? Yeah. I mean, he got the Democrats got brutalized in both of those elections, despite his influence, only when he was on the ballot specifically. Did they do well? And look, you can make the argument Trump has some of the same features where like he's he did well in 2016, 2020, brought up a lot of people uh, that maybe you didn't think were going to win. But 2018 did not go particularly well. 
this is a, a chance is, here yeah. to see if those gains, especially in the Hispanic community, are real and are lasting. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch that race. Myra Flores for Congress.com. All right. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. You know how you, you thought you were going to have to use that second rate real estate agent who barely knows what he's doing, you know, to help you make the biggest financial transaction of your life. Well, now you don't have to because real estate agents I trust will set you up with not just a good agent in your area, but I think the best agent in your area. And if you're moving to a different town or state, guess what? We'll hook you up with the best agent in that area as well. When we say best, we're looking for people who know the best practices. We're looking for people who constantly outperform uh, the other real estate agents in your area. They're the people that we trust, the people that we have put through just just hell week of uh, vetting to make sure that they are people that you'll be able to relate to, that you'll be able to, that that you don't have to worry about. Um, let me put it this way. They're the people that I think you'll end up being friends with in the end. We have lots of people who are like, now they're my friend. We talk all the time. Real estate agents, I trust.com. The name says it all. They're going to get the job done and they're going to make it easy. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Wherever you are, wherever you're moving to, we'll help you find it as a free service to you. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. All right. Welcome to the uh, program tonight, the Wednesday night special on Blaze TV. I'm going to take a look at the Voldemort of the Biden administration, as well as the uh, social and mainstream media. It is a topic that they have deemed thou shalt not mention, and that is election interference. Will it get me into more trouble? Eh, whatever. After 2020, I have a lot of questions. But the questions are not limited to the implications of a few thousand shady looking votes in this state or the other. The questions focus not on the result of 2020, but a process that had begun in 2020 and that could forever change how we vote in the future. Tonight, I'm going to be analyzing the actions and the words taken directly from the progressive left. Kind of like this quote, just a month after Joe Biden took office, speaking to the left, during 2020, uh, here it is, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perception, change the rules, change the laws, steer the media coverage and control the flow of information. They said that out in the open. I think that was from USA Today. These are their words. A cabal influence in the election kind of sounds exactly like what the Democrats are always accusing us of. But here they are in black and white bragging about what they did and are still doing. Tonight, the left is still pushing towards a completely different kind of system. One that they're not hiding, but don't want you to know about. Don't miss the Wednesday night special on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Eastern Election Games. The real threat to democracy exposed. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about good ranchers. Good news and bad news. Want the bad news first? 
Yeah, beef prices are probably going to increase by another 20% by early next year. That's great, isn't it? Unlike the largest increase in meat prices in U.S. history this year, yeah. Here's the good news. Good Ranchers is letting you lock in your price today on all the meat you buy this November. When you subscribe during their Black Friday savings, this is your chance to inflation-proof your meat budget. You're going to get $70 of free USDA choice steaks and save an additional $25 on every box when you subscribe. So forget the high prices and low quality of the grocery store. Treat yourself or someone you love to Good Ranchers award-winning service and quality this holiday season. Remember, visit GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn or use the promo code Glenn at checkout and grab their best offer of the year. Black Angus is one of the premier breeds of cattle for high-quality beef. So don't have a normal Black Friday this year. Have yourself a Black Angus Friday with two free steaks from Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Tonight on Blaze TV, I'm going to look at election interference. I'm going to show you what the Democrats are moving towards. The chaos of the 2020 election was an intentional piece of a puzzle that, you know, wasn't a standalone affair. It was all part of a process pushing us closer and closer to central control. I'm going to pull from and analyze the left's own words from 2020 up until today. Kind of like their admittance, quote, that a well-funded cabal of powerful people, this is from them, by the way, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies work together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer the media coverage and control the flow of information, end quote. I don't know what's crazier. What I just read to you, or the fact that they had the hubris to openly say it out loud. Well, it turns out that one of the cabal members made made mention uh, was an organization called Fight Back Table. You might remember this from a show I did uh, before the 2020 election. They organized an election night war game called the Transition Integrity Project. It was an attempt to try and forecast what might happen during the election. It was insane. It talked about mass civil unrest should Trump win and crazy concessions they might try and force Trump to agree to, like, quote, abolish the Electoral College, give Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood, and divide California into five states for Bennett's better Senate representation. 
You wouldn't believe all the people that I tried to get to pay attention to this. Now, as per the left's own word, it appears they were part of the cabal. But one thing didn't happen on election night. The Transition Integrity Project predicted mass left-wing civil unrest. A website even popped up right before the election to organize all of the protests. But they never hit the streets. Why? As I will show you tonight, the cabal issued a last-minute stand-down order. So what did the left put in motion back in 22, and what does it mean for the election process going forward? Tonight, 9 p.m. election games, the real threat to democracy exposed. We're going to talk about uh, what is happening with Google and social media uh, in just one minute. Stand by first. If you if you you get bored with your same old phone company, you know, just decide on a whim some afternoon to change to a different one. That doesn't happen. Nobody does that. Who wants that kind of hassle for no good reason? Let me give you three good reasons to do it now. You're going to pay a lot less. You'll get the same great coverage. And the best one is you're going to be with a company that is actually in the game and fighting for freedom and the Bill of Rights. It's Patriot Mobile, a company that actually shares your values and won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America. They work for conservative causes, not against them. You're going to get the same nationwide service, all the while supporting a company that loves America, shares your values, supports our police, stands for life, and switching is super easy. It's going to be rewarding knowing that you're not only getting great mobile service at a great price, but you're also standing up for what is right and good. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972 Patriot. Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, he is the senior research psychologist. Uh, he is uh, found at mygoogleresearch.com. We usually touch base uh, before every election and talk about his research, what he found, and what he is uh, discovering. He is actually tracking all of the. Um, uh, all of the Google searches across the country as best he can. Dr. Epstein, how are you, sir? Good, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. So where are we on this project now? Well, we're uh, we're well along. You you helped tremendously, and your audience helped with financial support in, uh, back in 2020. Uh, that was critical. We wouldn't have had a project uh, without you. But this this year, we've expanded uh, tremendously, uh, and we are in most of the swing states. We ha- have more than 2,000 field agents, which means we're monitoring the content that the big tech companies are sending to voters 24 hours a day through more than 2,000 computers, computers of real voters. So we're seeing the actual content that these companies are sending. And we are measuring it, and we are uh, finding all kinds of disturbing things. They're they're shifting right now, at at this moment, they're shifting thousands and thousands of votes uh, in the swing states, uh, in a, in a way that people cannot see. So this is much more dangerous than, you know, TV commercials or, right. or, or even, uh, you know, trying to rig voting machines. This is far more dangerous and, uh, we're on it and we're expanding the system. This time it's going to be permanent. 
so that we will have uh, by next year a nationwide system, a digital shield that will be protecting 24 hours a day, protecting our elections and protecting our children uh, as well from any kind of manipulation by the big tech companies. This is fantastic. So for people who aren't familiar with your research, tell people how Google, for instance, or YouTube changes votes without anybody knowing it. Well, on YouTube, for example, we found in 2020 uh, that 93% of the videos recommended by their up next algorithm, you know, that up yeah. next suggestion that just plays automatically. Right. 93% of those videos were coming from liberal news sources. And uh, that that is extremely powerful uh, as a way of manipulating people. And by the way, those those uh, up next suggestions weren't just going to liberals, they were going even more so to moderates and even more so to conservatives. And uh, so, uh, you know, then there's search results, which, uh, uh, which right now we're measuring very carefully and they're highly biased toward liberal candidates. And there are certain segments of our population, the most vulnerable being moderate Republicans, by the way, uh, who trust those high-ranking search results. And right now, Google, uh, especially in Wisconsin uh, and in Florida and in Arizona and other swing states, they have high up in their search results uh, links that bring you to web pages that make the Democratic, Democratic candidates look great and make the conservative candidates, the Republican candidates look bad. That shifts votes. That's and then incredible. there's email suppression. Email suppression, the RNC just sued Google for suppressing tens of millions of emails uh, to potential Republican voters. And then there's Google's <laughs> homepage where they put those go vote reminders. Yes. And we're monitoring that very carefully because in 2020, we found last minute that Google uh, was sending those out primarily to liberals and moderates. Uh, now think of, think how big wow. a, a manipulation that is because no one knows it's occurring. That's targeted messaging, we call it. So you have been doing some just, I mean, uh, God's work here on this. And you've been doing it for years now. At least we've known each other, what, five, six years? Yes. Yeah. And we've been talking about it. When is someone in Washington going to use this and actually take these guys down on it? Well, we're getting close. You see, you've got to have the data to bring to the courts. Uh, you know, the legisla legislation is not going to help too much. And of course, you know, there, we don't, we don't have much, uh, uh, cooperation in, in Washington. So I'm, I'm worried about, you know, the legislative approach ever, ever moving forward. Uh, but there is an alternative because in 2020, we got some senators based on our, our preliminary data to send a threatening letter to the CEO of Google and Google backed down. Google shut off all their manipulations in the Georgia Senate runoff elections. They turned off everything. No one got a, a go vote reminder in Georgia. And that's because of our project. And at this moment, Glenn, you're the first to know, but there are a group of senators right the second ready to send 
another threatening letter to the CEO of Google based on our preliminary data that we have right now. So that is in the works. It might happen today. Which That'd be good. Save, yeah, what it, states? It, 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 what yeah. states is that going to affect? Can you say? Uh, I can tell you. I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you that we are in 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 most of the swing states, monitoring very aggressively. And what we should see, what we should detect, is that Google will turn off all of their manipulations, and we'll detect it when they do it. Wow. And and those last few days in close elections are absolutely critical. So uh, we're on the verge of making that happen again. And once this system, by the end of next year, is nationwide, these companies will never touch our elections again. And they're going to keep away from our kids as well. And we're now starting to monitor kids. Um, So so help me out on um, on Google, because it looks like now, in fact, I don't even think it looks like we, we have the evidence that Google, Facebook, Twitter, they are all colluding with the government. The government was directing them on who to ban and what to look for, and they were doing it. Well, that, of course, is not what we study. We I know. study the actual, the actual manipulations. Um, by the way, I hope your, your audience, which has been so generous to us in the past, will go to mygoogleresearch.com if they want to get more info or help us out. Uh, but you know, what we are studying are the manipulations themselves. And we're, and and we are, we are collecting data now, by the way, not just on Google, but on, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, Google's homepage, uh, we are really, we've expanded tremendously over the years. You know, I've been working on this stuff for, for, for 10 years, but we've gotten to the point where we're going to have a national digital shield in place. So what does that mean? Well, that means that 24 hours a day through the computers of more than 20,000 people around the country and the computers of lots of children, this is with their parents' support, of course, will be looking at content being sent by the tech companies. And if we find any kind of bias, any kind of manipulation, we will report it to the AGs, to members of Congress, to the Federal Election Commission, to journalists, anyone who will listen, and they will stop. Because, as Justice Brandeis said 100 years ago, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And we're building a permanent system now that's growing every day that will stop these companies cold for many years to come. Uh, This this is this is happening. This is growing right this second. And, uh, you know, no matter what happens or doesn't happen with legislation in our, you know, our crazy government or with regulation, the monitoring system will protect us a digital shield uh, across the country. And we're building it now so and again yeah doctor can i let me just pass something by and and i said this to Stu off air and i i haven't said it on the air because i didn't i don't want anybody to think that i'm thinking this happened this is this is though if i were a fiction writer this is what i would write for uh fiction um but i wanted to know if you think it would even stand up the scrutiny in a fiction book you know, you're looking at this guy who was a hippie in California. Uh, he was lefty, Black Lives Matter, all of it. And then suddenly he 
he finds himself spewing, you know, Republican like talking points. Uh, and then he goes into the house and and uh, wants to horribly kill uh, Nancy Pelosi. And and I'm not saying this happened. What I'm saying is, is it possible in a fiction setting right now? Would it be possible to uh, come up with a script that would show that a company like Facebook or Google especially could manipulate things subtly over time and convince somebody who's really kind of crazy already to do bidding and there would be no record of it? Glenn, this is what we study. This is what we've been studying for 10 years. Of course it's possible. I'm not buying into that conspiracy theory, yeah, no, but I'm telling I'm not, you. And it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fiction. No. I mean, that's what I would write if I was a fiction right. writer. Um, right. Well, I'm telling you, that's what we study. That's exactly what we do. My team is the only team in the world doing this, and we study these techniques that these companies have access to that can change people's opinions, attitudes, beliefs, purchases, voting preferences, political preferences. And these techniques are among the most powerful influence techniques, techniques of influence that have ever been discovered in the behavioral sciences in a hundred years. And you and I can't use them. That's the problem. See, they're in the hands of these big tech companies. And, and Google especially has said that they are using their, their powers, all their powers, to spread the values of their company. Mm. I mean, they've said it. And you know what they're doing? They're indoctrinating our kids. You know how some of these, these strange attitudes have suddenly changed in our society mm-hmm. about certain minority groups yep. and so on? Okay, and, and we don't know where the, how the heck this change occurred. I am telling you that because we're starting to monitor the content going to kids, we're going to find out because we, there is, I am sure, indoctrination occurring on a massive scale, and we are going to document that. And by the way, we're not spying on anyone, okay? Yeah, everybody, because, yeah, everybody is a volunteer uh, on this. I, I would really urge right. you to, um, uh, to help uh, fund this if you are interested in this at all. I think this is some of the most important research out there because this has to be stopped. MyGoogleResearch.com is the web address. MyGoogleResearch.com. You can make any kind of donation. This is a lasting kind of donation, and I'm so glad to hear that it's going into permanency now. Uh, Doctor, great to talk to you again, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. So today, has the Fed come out yet with their uh, Fed rate raise? They're looking at another, they think, three-quarters of a point. That is not going to go well with the economy. Um, We are, you know, there's there's talk now. There was a CNN report that, you know, it looks like the Fed may actually have to crash the economy to stop this inflation. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm telling you, it's coming. Please, it's coming. Please prepare now. Lots of things you can do. One is silver and gold. As your dollar becomes worth less and less, you have to have something that holds value, and it's got to be tangible. 
I am excited that we have been involved with Goldline now for years and years and years, and we just started a new series of gold and silver and copper coins. They're the Stand with God series. Um, I designed them myself. They are really amazing. The second one is out now, and it is the Mayflower. It has Moses parting the Red Sea on the back, the Mayflower coming in, the 400th anniversary of uh, the landing of the Mayflower. This is the second in the series, which is just for Goldline clients. And once they're gone, they're gone. To help launch the new product and to help support the clients, Goldline is including at no cost five silver rounds. That's an ounce of copper. I'm sorry, an ounce of silver and also five copper rounds with every tube of the new one quarter ounce gold Mayflower commemoratives. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I don't know if you if you've heard the latest from Georgia, but Stacey Abrams, I mean, she knows she knows what everybody's up to. No, cons- she does? no conspiracy theorist. Oh, she would as the as the sitting uh, governor. I know. I know <laughs> she knows. And she said, you know, uh, Georgia sheriffs are taking black people right off the streets mm. and um she said, now, I don't believe every sheriff wants to do that, but uh, we need a governor that believes in both defending law enforcement, which immediately disqualifies her, mm-hmm. and defending the people of Georgia, which also, I think, immediately disqualifies her. Oh, yeah. She can't be talking about herself. Then, no, right? she's not. She, she's saying we she's should saying look we get for another somebody, governor. Yeah. yeah we should I wonder if somebody. we did like a recruitment process. Maybe yeah. we could come up with somebody I, who I wonder, any of that. I, I don't know, but it's definitely not her. She's really a b- bizarre running a bizarre campaign and a, a terrible disappointment to the left, which is great. I love it. I love watching it because she is underperforming what she should be doing in this race. And it's interesting to watch, you know, she's kind of ran a really, she's run that pure progressive campaign that everyone on the left always says, why do you don't hold back? Go for it. You mm-hmm. should say every progressive crazy thing that you've ever seen on Twitter. Just say all those things. She said all those things and she's getting her butt kicked currently. Yeah. We'll see well, if it holds if up. If it wasn't but, for the sheriff's taking her voters off the street. Well, it's true. I mean, that's, you it's know, hard I mean, to that's, win elections when all your voters are taken off jail. the streets by sheriffs. You know I mean? And many of them don't want to do it, but they just decide, they, you know, they what, have I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway have to do it they're white so it's uh it's quite amazing it's kind of like watching a fire isn't it just it's fascinating to watch you know it's going to destroy everything sure probably kill a lot of people but it's still strangely beautiful to watch Mm. isn't it well we can all agree i hate white people and i think you do too but of course i do your honor let that be on the record (laughs) program Okay, I want to take a minute here to talk to you about something that I take seriously, and that is comfortable sheets. Yes, that's right. Giza Dream Sheets. Best cotton in the world, Stu. Is it really? No, what is it? What is the best cotton in the world? No, I don't know. I assume you're saying in the sheets, right? I'm not. It's actually from another sheet company. I doubt that was going to be. No, best cotton in the world, they say, comes from Egypt. Yeah. Egyptian cotton. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I do now. You do now. My gosh. All I know is they're See, comfortable and they're nice. I am a sheet snob. You and are. And Stu is clearly not. Mm. I mean, yes, he is. Once he started traveling with me, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I must bring my own sheets. And we should be clear. We sleep in 
separate beds. So <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, we're not sharing the same sheets. We're in yeah. different rooms. Right. But, but the uh, same hotel, right. and then the sheets were but nice. But now we can travel with Giza Dream Sheets. <laughs> so when we stay at the Super 8, yeah. we're having a super sleep. And you can get them now for $39.99. Egyptian cot- cotton from Giza. The Giza Dream Sheets. You're going to love them. MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Check out the flash sale going on now at MyPillow.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Election night coverage like nowhere else. Don't miss it. Libertarian U.S. Senate candidate Mark Victor said uh, yesterday that he was ending his campaign and asking his supporters to back Republican Blake Masters. Uh, Quote, at my invitation, Blake Masters and I had an unscripted, open and recorded discussion and exchange of ideas on a variety of issues. Um, They range from tax and economic policy to the Federal Reserve and same-sex marriage. I found Blake to be generally supportive of the uh, live uh, the live and let live global peace movement. Um, so we've got uh, Blake Masters on the phone with us now. This is a good thing, Blake. It's it's close. It's very tight. Does this give you the push to put enough distance between you and Tim Kelly to get the job done? You know, it's a good little boost of momentum, Glenn. We're building a broad coalition. We've, we already have the grassroots Republicans. Republicans in Arizona are fired up. We feel good where we are with independents. More and more are coming over to our side every day. Now the libertarians, who I love, are joining forces, right, understanding that I'm the liberty candidate. I'm the right. candidate that's going to protect the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment. Mark Kelly doesn't even know what the Tenth Amendment is, you know, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm thrilled to have uh, Mark Victor's support and encourage every libertarian out there, every freedom-minded person in Arizona to vote for me and retire Mark Kelly in one week. Okay, um, from your mouth to God's ear. Um, <clears throat> the uh, live and let live global peace movement, does this have anything to do, I mean, will you go to, to uh, the Senate and uh, stand tall against any more foreign wars and, you know, getting involved even deeper in um, Ukraine? Yes, we have to learn our lesson. It's like, when are we going to learn? Thank you. You know, the purpose of the military is not to, and I quote, export democracy or project American values around the world, right? We're not in the business of nation building. We can't be. We never should have been. It doesn't work. Our military exists for one purpose, which is to defend America and our allies. It's to keep us safe. It's to be used defensively, right? Not Not as a State Department or Pentagon plaything to go out and adventure abroad. And so, look, there's, it's a dangerous world. There are real threats. We have to deal with them. The way we deal with them is by being laser-focused on the mission, right? Get the wokeness out of the military. Let's make sure we have the most capable, lethal fighting force on the planet. But we're not always going to be itching to use it, like Hillary Clinton in Libya, or the generals wanted Trump to invade Syria, and he refused, right? Discipline, restraint, and peace through strength. That's what I believe in. So you have about a million ballots already cast in uh, Arizona. And if no one hits 50%, it's a runoff, right? No. In Arizona, there's no runoff. Oh, wow. Good. Good. All right. Glad to hear that. Good, And and we're, uh, we're cruising. You know, we've got a million ballots in. The Democrat advantage over the Republicans is only about 30,000 ballots. 
And at this point, mm. the Dems in 2020 were up a lot bigger in the early vote than Republicans. So I think, you know, we can't get complacent. Like, like I said, the Dems are up right now, right? We need our people to show up on election day. Yeah. And I think they're, I think they're going to though. Our grassroots is so fired up. Uh, we need a big election day turnout, but if we get that, and I think we're going to see this this beautiful red wave that we've been thinking about for so many weeks now. So I was at a uh, campaign uh, uh, rally, if you will, uh, with um, uh, <laughs> Carrie Lake. And Carrie um, mentioned you and talked about you. Are you guys campaigning together at all? Absolutely. Good. Yeah, we've got a united ticket here in Arizona. Carrie is an all-star I think she's one of the best, if not the very best candidate in the country. I mean, I what so she's too. able to do when the, the fake news left-wing media comes at her, right? I mean, she knows their tricks better than anybody. And so she puts them on on uh, on defense. It's, it's beautiful. But we're running on this United America First platform. You know, and our attorney general candidate, Abe Hamaday, our secretary of state candidate, Mark Fincham, we're all out there. In fact, we have a bus tour coming up. We're all going to get on a bus. And just campaign hard. We're talking five, six, seven stops for, for multiple days here as we close this thing out. And there's a lot of synergy that comes with that. We're encouraging people to vote Republican up and down the ticket. Uh, no slit tickets, right? we got to send the Democrats a message that what they've done to our state and our country in the last 21 months is just not okay. I'm really concerned about the Federal Reserve. I'm very concerned about the rate hikes that they're doing. Uh, they're now, you know, again, I said just a minute ago, CNN had an article where they're like, you know, it looks like the Fed might actually have to crash the economy to uh, be able to stop inflation. And maybe that's a good idea. Oh, my gosh. Who are these people? They're out of control. How do we stop this? Well, they're out of control, but Biden's out of control, right? It's like, how do you how do we even get in this situation where the choice is between some some Fed hike that's going to cause a recession, if not a depression, on the one hand, and hyperinflation on the other hand? And you know as well as I do, like when the money printing gets out of control, you know, it can it can just ruin societies. Correct. And Biden, I think he's just sleepwalking us into a nuclear war, right? You didn't have to worry about that three years ago. Well, now apparently we do. And Biden's also marching us ever closer to that inflection point where you can't get the money printing inflation under control. And so it's just really dangerous. So I'm just sick of it. Now, just by winning in November, six days from now, we take back the House, we take back the Senate, we can immediately put the brakes on Biden's crazy spending agenda. So that well, at least the, the only way you can inflation. the only way you can do that is if you guys actually pass a budget. I mean, you have to pass a budget with the, the spending bills. The omnibus spending bills are killing us. Well, I'm not going to vote for and I've pledged not to vote for any spending bill less than until we get border security. Right. Less than until we get some concessions. And I agree. Let's get back to regular order. Let's pass a budget. No more just kicking the can down the road with continuing resolutions. Right. I'm going to get into the Senate because I actually want to do the job. I actually want oversight over all these crazy agencies that have gotten out of control. I actually want to pass a budget. I actually call me old fashioned. I want to have debates on the Senate floor. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Well, right? the old timer, you couldn't flashing <laughs> back to a dusty period. I, it's let's amazing you don't hear that anymore. Glad let's bring back the form of the filibuster where you actually have to have physical stamina and stand up there yes. and read the phone book or read yes. the Bible for 12 hours. I'm yes. a younger guy, too. So I think I've got an advantage here. I I, I have to tell you, this is one thing that I don't think Republicans understand. We have to kill the filibuster as it is. 
and replace it with the filibuster that we've always had. Now, you don't have to do anything. You just, I want a filibuster and everybody can go home. This, the filibuster used to require you to keep standing and talking and get people's attention so the people would rise up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't do that anymore. So when they talk about, when the Republicans get in, and hopefully they will talk about it, ending the filibuster, it's not the same thing. It's ending the filibuster in the way that the Democrats have distorted it and restoring it to the Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster. There you go. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> it is a great movie. I, I got to tell you, I hope you win. I think you're really a fantastic candidate. I, I, I believe that you believe the things that you say and are not going to sell out. Um, and uh, I'm excited uh, for next Tuesday. We're going to do it. We've got the momentum. And if people want to help, it is not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time. Everybody, just please go to BlakeMasters.com. Let's go win this Senate seat. Thank you so much. Blake Masters. You. you bet. Blake Masters from uh, Arizona. What do the latest polling numbers look like for him? Very, very close, honestly. It is, uh, is he ahead. You're a toss-up as you're going to find. I just don't. I, how can that be with Carrie Lake? Well, Carrie Lake, you know, a lot of people are focusing on the one poll. Was, she's way up, I think, by 11 points. And yeah. in that poll, it showed Masters down, I think, by two, which is, to me, those two that polls, those work. two results will not occur. I can promise you that on election night. It's not going to be an 11-point win for Lake and a two-point loss for, for Masters. I don't know a single person that is has said to me in any way, shape, or form, yeah, well, I don't like this Republican. They're all saying the same thing, which I've never said this ever before. Straight down Republican. A lot of that's happening. Now, when you come to the Masters race, he's been very close at a bunch of polls. I mean, you know, minus one, minus two, minus two, minus one, tie. They've been very close. The, the, the other issue is that most of the Carrie Lake polling shows it much closer than 11 points. Now, it looks like she's going to win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than 11 points. On the other side, it, you know, can she help Masters across the finish line? You know, Mark Kelly's trying to campaign as if he is this, uh, you know, moderate. moderate guy. And, and he's trying to fool people. He's trying to make people believe he's Kirsten Cinema. Like, he's the one that you've been hearing about in Arizona that's been bucking all these trends. I've never, I, you don't it. hear anything about him because he's always right with the democrats and maggie hassan's trying to do the same thing in new hampshire this idea that they've had 50 senators this whole time yeah any if they stood up to joe biden on any important issue you would have heard their name correct and you didn't the entire two years i talked to john gabriel yesterday he's in arizona he knows arizona better than anybody and and he went through all this he thinks that the momentum is there to bring both lake and masters across the finish line as winners and that's that's that would be huge. That would be huge. That race goes a really long way. I mean, if Masters wins in Arizona, which I think he has a really good chance to win, if he does, then Republicans, I think, will definitely have control of the Senate. And then you start getting into that area where you're thinking 53, 54 seats are a real possibility. And you're I also, hope so. hopefully, with Masters and people like Masters and and Lee and the Cruises, you you now start to have a, a real handful, more than just a couple, real... Uh, pack here of people that could stand together and go no we're not doing that yeah no it's true and i think a couple things to remember number one on the negative side if you get to 51 seats for the republicans that's good like that's going to do a lot 
However, remember, in that 51 is still, Mitt Romney, yeah. is Susan Collins, is p- possibly Lisa Murkowski, and others that are flaky on, on any number of issues. So it's not a real majority at 51. It's better than what we have now, for sure, because of the control issues there yeah. that are play. The second part of this is on the good side. If you can get these toss-up races, maybe a leaner that, to the Democratic side to come over to the Republican side or two, and you can get to 54 seats or something in that in that area, you really do. This is real. Open up the possibility in 2024 of a Republican president, a Republican House, and a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate, 60 seats. Because this, as we talked about earlier in the show, this is a year tilted toward Democrats. They start the year at 36-29 and within a seven-seat advantage with, with, b- before the elections even take place. The opposite happens in 2024. It swings back to a Republican-leaning year, and if Republicans can just hold seats and win easy seats, they got a shot to get to 60. I mean, imagine the, the good that could be done in that scenario. Now, they could screw it up, of course, but it, it, it at least makes, makes it a possibility. They can not only screw it up, I, I believe that uh, if I were writing a script for this, the script would start in January with an economic crash, and it's all blamed on the Republicans. Uh, you in know, January? They're, they're not even no, going to be I, in office yet. At some point, at yeah. some point, very early on, you start to have the signs and then the Democrats start to blame the Republicans. The Republicans do all the necessary heavy lifting for impeachments. That only adds chaos on the streets. They blame it on the Republicans. The media blames it on the Republicans. The Republicans that are going in, you better well damn do your job because uh, you're going to get you if you do nothing. Or you do everything. You're going to get the same kind of treatment from the press. So mm-hmm. you might as well do something. Uh, and uh, and and you could be the reason we lose or save the republic. The next two years are critical. And this is what, going to be fascinating to watch on election night. And we're doing election night coverage at blazetv.com slash Glenn if you want to join us. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to either party in, late into the night or uh, have a party, pity party. into the late <laughs> yeah, so night. Yeah, some kind of party is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be great, and we're going to go. That's going to go up to midnight Eastern. I'm going to go over to uh, the Studios America YouTube channel and keep it going into the early, the wee hours of the morning. Okay, good. So you join up, uh, you know, sign up there and, and and join us for that night because it's not going to be MSNBC's coverage. It's not going to be ABC News's coverage. It's not going to be Fox News coverage. It's not going to be Fox. It's no. going to be something totally different and, and a lot of fun. Yeah, and very accurate. It. Um, it, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Join us online next Tuesday for our election night coverage. Every day, the U.S. dollar gets just a little bit less valuable, uh, which means your spending power goes down a little bit. So far, there is no real sign that things are going to slow down. In fact, if anything, the government is basically doubling down on their bas- bad fiscal practices, driving the country further and further towards the edge of the cliff. Now, you can panic about it, which I think would be understandable, but uh, not a really good plan. You can find ways to combat it by shoring up your own financial house. We have to make sure that we are on track. So how can you do that? You know, there's um, I think it's four out of 10 Americans now are using credit cards to buy groceries. That's not good. It's not a good sign. If you can and you're just barely making it, uh, but you have equity in your house, please, please call American Financing. See if there's some way that you can use that equity to pay off 
those credit cards. If you pay off those credit cards, you can reduce your payments. Most people are saving $695 every single month with American financing. That's the average. Please call them. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is how critical it is that you go out and vote. If we lose, let's say Fetterman, I I think Fetterman could win corruption, whatever, (laughs) for some unknown reason. It definitely happened. He's leading Um, still in most of the polls. Right. I I think I don't think uh, that uh, Walker is going to lose in Georgia, but let's say he does. Could happen. It's close. It could happen. And Blake Masters, I don't think, is going to lose, but it could happen. Mm -hmm. If we lose those three, one everything else, would we have control? I think you're toast there. I mean, again, not if you win everything else, but if you win everything in the the, the toss-up area. So that means a win in Nevada, a win in New Hampshire. That still does, that still gives Democrats control of the Senate. You got to You can't win. You can't lose all those three. That's why they. have put $85 million into Warnock. Mm-hmm. The only thing that any race that has ever spent that kind of money has been a presidential election and a presidential candidate. That's how badly they want those seats. Please bring a friend and vote. The Glenn Beck Program.